Welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast for a new episode of Throne Watch, our weekly recap and review series for House of the Dragon. And this week we are discussing episode six. And of course, I am Larry, and I am joined by my co host for the series, Mads. Hey, Mads. Hi, how are you doing? I'm all right. How are you? We're back at it. Yeah, I'm I'm so excited to talk about this episode. <laughs> yes, we're we're a little bit late this week, you know, things happen, but we're here still. <laughs> we had to talk about this infamous 10-year time jump episode, right? We couldn't of miss this. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> so first off, I guess why don't we start there? How did you feel overall about a 10-year time jump? We're coming back with new actors in these roles to age him up. Yeah, so I I was one of those people who I'm I love Olivia Cook and I was excited yeah. to see Emma, but I was really bummed about the cast change because I was attached to Millie as Rhaenyra. So I can't I kind of came into the episode a little doubtful, a little disappointed. No joke. My boyfriend didn't get to watch with me. I text him five minutes into the episode and I said, I hate to say this. Emma is eating as Renarius. She's amazing. Or sorry, they. They're amazing. Oh my God. They're such an incredible actor. Yeah. yeah. I and then Olivia's, I already knew Olivia was an amazing actress, but she looks so much like Emily Carey that it's less of a it's less of a change for me. Whereas yeah. Millie and Emma, it's more of a visual change. But Emma looks just like the just like the actress who played her mom. Um, yeah, she does. Actually. Which is really cool to see. I Whose name was also Emma. It was oh my gosh. Yeah, I forgot about that. It's, yeah, but the character's name was Emma. Yeah, um, I love it. How are you feeling about it? So I I don't mind the casting changes, I have to say. I mean, I also loved our young cast. And yeah. would have loved to spend more time with them as well. But as you said... I mean, this older cast was really just killing it. So it's hard mm -hmm. to, it's hard to find fault. It's easy to be like, okay, fine. <laughs> I can accept <laughs> it, I guess. I do have to say, going in, I was hesitant about having such a large time jump. And after the episode, I still kind of feel that way, though. This one yeah. was the first time jump that really, I think we needed an episode between. Like, I think it was just a bit too much time 10 years was too long to go like we start developing well not really developing we come in like halfway through or far in to these relationships yeah and I wish we would have had at least some time like you know Rhaenyra and Harwin have been sharing glances and doing like mm -hmm. very mm -hmm. small things I want an episode where we see them together. that was yeah that was my one thing i loved the cast if we're just talking about the cast yeah, yeah, i yeah. thought it was amazing the time jump itself um i it was hard to just like it made me so sad because i want more time with harwin and i wanted more time with um lena lena i love her and i wanted to see her relationship with damon I wanted to see Rhaenyra and Harwin. Like, he is, like, we only got little moments of him in earlier episodes, but he just seems so kind and charismatic. And so I was 
hoping to see a bit of development with them. I, in a way, it's like, I like it because it was so established and it's just like, this is what it is. This is what happened. But in another way, I wanted more time with these characters. I wish they would have, I don't know. I, I wish we would have gotten more time with them, especially because we only got the Lena actress from the last episode for one episode, and she was amazing. And then we we lose her in a, a day and jump to older Lena, and she's, I just wish I could, I guess I have to read the books, huh? But I just wish I could consume more about her character. I love her character a and lot. to be fair, Lena, she doesn't have all that much of the book either. Okay, okay. So she is a minor character there, too. But... Uh, I don't know. It's so much. That's the thing. Since it's a like a quote unquote, obviously a fake history book. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, the filmmakers here have a lot of room to give personality to really inject the conversations and the people with more than what we got in this book in comparison to something like the the game of thrones books where you know it's pov chapters so we're like literally in these characters heads and know what they're thinking here we know the events but it's being told from outside perspectives and we don't get a lot of character time with a lot of them i did not know that yeah so oh is it more like salmarillion than it is like lord of the Rings? you know what i mean like is it oh okay that makes me feel less (laughs) guilty about not reading them yet i felt like a bad fan for not reading it (laughs) oh my god (laughs) okay yeah so i didn't know that (laughs) they've i'm I'm a little bit shocked they've already changed two character deaths in the series yeah they did joffrey's changed right yeah joffrey's was different and then lena uh, died differently similar both of them are similar but they changed the ultimate death itself i think lena's death in the show was fantastic i think if she I has to die better. like her dying as a powerful dragon rider the way she really wanted to go and instead of having to see another childbirth death scene yeah. i thought that was an amazing choice i Sorry, we we need to go. I know that you have like a lineup of questions. I just really oh, like. Oh, I know it's all just a lot. But we open up with speaking of childbirth, Rhaenyra giving birth <laughs> to her third Oof. son. See, this is what I'm like. Oh my gosh, we've gone through ten years. We're on son number three. Uh, <laughs> all with Sir Harwin Strong, um, and it's rough. And we see Alice on that bull-ish right off the bat as she, like, demands to see the baby. And we know why. Because she wants confirmation that, once again, it is not Lenor's child. Um, And so Rhaenyra's like, fine, I'll play. I'll put myself through the torture, but I'm going to go see you face-to-face. Like, we're not doing... I'm not giving you the upper hand in this weird power struggle. Yeah. (laughs) And then we see Lenor come in. He's still a very, like, supportive happy go lucky guy <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's fun like, he's making jokes about like taking a spear through the, <laughs> through the shoulder to compare and then we get up there uh Alicent gives a deathly cold to look to that little baby mm-hmm. and we then get Viserys who's looking like death itself but yes. he's still kicking he's he survived another episode <laughs> Um, but he comes in and he's just happy he's like let me see my my little grandchild love him so much I love this series (laughs) okay so this was the episode that really solidified 
I love Viserys as a person, as a dad, as yes. a human. He still is not a good king. But, no, no, um, no. I don't think so either. But he's such a ride or die for his daughter. Oh, and any dad, so any girl dad, I'm going to love. So I love him. <laughs> he's a girl dad. Uh, but he has very clearly convinced himself to ignore uh, mm. anything. And he's, he's even saying, like, I think this one's got your nose laid over. <laughs> and the room is like, uh, yeah, okay, sure he does. <laughs> um, but we also see, uh, so in the books, the first kid, right off the bat, Lenor wants to name their first son, who ends up being named Jakaris. Uh, he wants to name him Joffrey. And they're mm-hmm. like, no, 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 we can't. Uh, that's not a good plan. So he waits two kids before finally they're like, all right, we'll name this one Joffrey for you. Uh, <laughs> but in the show, we see it where he just is like, oh, his name's Joffrey. Bye. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But that was a, a fun little moment. And then we get a line ripped straight from the books where Allison walks up to Lenore and it's like, oh, do keep trying. One of oh, these days, one of them will come out looking like bitch. you. Uh, so how'd you feel about that nice little intro to little Joffrey Valerion and his yeah. introduction to his family? I thought that the Rhaenyra demanding that she be the one, like, basically, if Allison is going to be a bitch, then I'm going to show up personally and hand her my son. Um, I loved that. That seemed so in character um, and, like, spiteful, but in a fun way, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um and I loved the banter between her and her hubby. That was fun. Um, I, I, I think Viserys. Obviously, he does know. I think that it is so sweet that he is just like, no, I'm gonna be delusional <laughs> instead. Um, he also looks like old Pearl from X. I don't know if you've seen oh that movie. <laughs> he looks like old Pearl. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And I think that it's so insane that we, I mean, we watch Game of Thrones and the king has like a billion bastards, right? Mm-hmm. And Cersei's children are not even heirs to the throne. Like, and that's more of a bigger deal because she was the one cheating on the king. But like Rhaenyra, if we put it into like who they are in the hierarchy, Rhaenyra would be the same as king baratheon like level wise he can have bastards as many as he wants and everyone in the court can know and it's fine but the fact that rhaenyra having bastard children is like the thing that allison is going to have a meltdown over is so annoying it's just so annoying watching game of thrones you know that it's all in the king's or queen's right and ability to make them a natural born, you know, like yeah, to get yeah. rid of a bastard name and make them part of a family. They, the king can decree that. Exactly. So, oh, uh, you know, and then they're allowed to inherit, you know, and lands and all that stuff. Plus the father of this marriage, as well as uh, I, they haven't really established it here, but it, the Valerians support the grandchildren yeah. no, as the, well. The Valerians like accept them as their yeah. own. I, I don't understand the issue. Also, if Allison would just not be a bitch for two days, go to Rhaenyra as a friend, which they used to be, I, I feel like Rhaenyra would tell her that, like, the situation, like, that her husband isn't 
doesn't want goose or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like I get where Allison. No, I don't get it. I think she's a bitch, but I know that it is because of the seed that her father planted in her mind. But her son doesn't. We'll, we'll get there. I don't know. I just think she's such a bitch for caring this much. She just seems so conservative. <laughs> like she just all she lives for is just slut shaming Rhaenyra. And it's like, girl, just because you married an old man when you were a teenager and have to have sex with Pearl from X doesn't mean that X bestie over here can't be happy and have fun. You know, like it's just so anyway. I like the introduction of Joffrey and I think letting him name his baby that is very valid considering what happened <laughs> at their wedding. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so we continue on and we obviously see, you know, the whole dynamic between Lenor, Harwin Strong and Rhaenyra. I think it's pretty yes. lovely. It's a very lovely dynamic. <laughs> The best co-parenting I've ever seen, honestly. Right? It's great. And it's just all understanding from all of them. Kristen Cole, you could never, uh, clearly. <laughs> and he's over here salty, calling the princess the C word and all oh this. Gosh. I'm like, listen, okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> but as we progress in the episode, we do see Damon and Lena have also married and mm -hmm. they have two little girls who are very clearly their children, a little bit more clearly. Um, yes. <laughs> it's kind of a good thing, probably, that they're not at um, King's Landing because yeah. it probably would exasperate the fact because you have Targaryen, Valerian matchups in both. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it would probably just be a little bit worse even for Rhaenyra to have them around right now. <laughs> But they're actually over in Pentos, which, of course, we know is where Daenerys starts her journey in Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. And these people are like, look, we need you to help us take care. The Triarchy is returning. They have the power of Dorne behind them now. We need to squash them. We need your dragons. And that's when we kind of get an insight into Lena, who's like, look, this is okay i guess but i want to be around my family i want to go yeah. back to my my seat i miss my brother oh and that line kills me no way yeah she never gets to see him again um <sighs> so we get all this and we also see kind of his dynamic with his daughters we have bela who's a lot more like him so he kind mm -hmm. of gravitates toward her and she's already a dragon rider and I think it's Reyna is the younger daughter. She's trying to like hatch her little egg and uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> live up to this. How did you feel? See, this is one of those that 10 year gap really, I think, robbed us of yeah. this dynamic a bit. But how did you feel about Damon and Lena and their kids? I liked it. I um I was a little sad because when I found out that they have a little family, I thought that they would be happier together. Um, so seeing that, you know, they they seemed to be on the rocks was a little, it was sad. Um, the daughters are adorable. They are so cute. And seeing Damon with them was cute. And Lena seemed like a wonderful mom um, because, you know, he's kind of neglecting one of the girls. Um, but I don't know. I kind of got where they both were coming from. She wants to be with her family. And he doesn't want to play the Game of Thrones. 
And that was kind of surprising. Like, he truly does not want to be in it anymore. He just wants to be with his family and be comfortable and wealthy. And he doesn't want to be in the politics of it all, which is funny because he definitely seems like a guy that loves being in the politics of it all. Um, But it was really interesting. I feel like it was really insightful to Damon's character to see him being like a family guy and not causing chaos. I liked that moment where she said, where she said, I want to be with my brother and I know you want to be with yours because it showed kind of the love that they have for each other, even if he denies it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't know. I really enjoyed it. I do have to say, though, because you talked about them looking like a mixture of uh, Valerian and Targaryen. Um, I just, why does Alicent's babies look like straight Targaryens if they're not inbred? Right. I mean, that's. <laughs> I mean, I know it's in the book. I know that it's in the book, but it bothers me. <laughs> yeah. They have no red hair. Like, there's no sign. And that's what gets me is like someone who's not part of the royal blood, who is from an outside family and yeah. got like muzzled her way in and her father snuck her in. For her to be so indignant like this <laughs> is ridiculous. Like, it's. <laughs> stupid yeah, calling like Rhaenyra's babies plain faced and oh stuff God, like that. girl you <laughs> look like them boys <laughs> no, no, I was like girl what are you talking about Allison's children are like what I imagine Rhaenyra and Damon's children to look like they don't look like they're Allison's no. children at all like I bet mm-hmm. if she was the wife or she was the husband and he was the wife They'd be calling her babies bastards, too. Mm-hmm. Like, anyway, sorry. Yeah. Let's continue. I just, that bothered me. <laughs> I know it's in the, the book, intro- but it pissed me off. <laughs> but we got the introduction to Vagar, the oldest and largest dragon in all of Westeros. She's the only living dragon from Aegon's initial conquest. And Lena did claim her. It's another thing I think we were robbed of. I wish, mm-hmm. I wish we could have seen Lena claim Vagar. I also, I honestly wish she would have rode Vagar into the wedding with her brother oh. and her mother last week because I'm like, she's a dragon rider. Like, that's that, you know, they yes. kind of show it again this week. Like, that's what she loves to do. Um, but I like that moment of them like flying together because it was one mm-hmm. of the tender moments, I think, for those two. Yeah. <laughs> they're yeah. just like up flying together. Uh, but we also meet a baby dragon, or at least a little adolescent dragon as well. So we meet the oldest, biggest one, and then we mm-hmm. meet a little one whose name is Vermax. And we see that that is Jakaris's little dragon. And he's kind of teaching him to really bonding with this little guy. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he was so cute. I yeah. <laughs> loved little Vermax. <laughs> me too i i'm so sad watching this show because i feel really attached to the dragons and knowing that they won't be there soon makes me so sad (laughs) i'm just like oh my gosh i know he was just so cute and this moment really makes me mad at allison actually she's not even in this scene (laughs) but like further down the episode because in this moment we see the four boys their four kids all together and we do see Amond kind of get, you know, laughed at later. But mm-hmm. in this moment, Jakar's like looks back at them all to like get hyped and like get approval. And we see mm-hmm. even Aegon like nod at him. Like, yeah, go for yeah. it. Yeah. It like, bothers me. Yeah. Aegon <sighs> loves his cousins. Or his what are they? Aunt? Wait, they're cousins, right? 
yes, second cousins, I guess. Second right? cousins. Yeah. You can tell, like, I, I mean, obviously, I know some spoilers, and obviously, like, the conversation with Allison and Aegon, um, you know some shit's happening, right? Yeah. Something's in the works. Or is Aegon the older boy? I forget. Yeah. yeah. But, like, in that moment, they love each other. They're family. It makes me so sad that Allison is constantly being divisive <sighs> with a family that wants to love each other. She's just, like, she only cares about the Greens. She does not care yeah. about the family as a whole, which is so frustrating because she acts all high and mighty. Like, she wants what's best for the Targaryen, like, bloodline, but she doesn't. She's a she's a she shit. proves it over and over. I know. She nails it over and over again <sighs> that she is just, just for her family only. And so we see them, and then they bring out the pink dread. Um, they kind of rib Amond because he has mm-hmm. not claimed a dragon, and they bring out a pig, which uh, I'm pretty sure... His brother probably set up like he, he lies was so later. The one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Aegon one hundred percent did that. <laughs> they were just there. They thought it was funny too, and you know whatever. But his brother did that to him for sure. Set it up. The other two wouldn't have done it on their own. No. But that leads him to go down into the damn dragon pit, and we do kind of meet another dragon, the one that almost roasts his ass. His name <laughs> is Dreamfire, or her name is Dreamfire. And a fun fact about Dreamfire, if that dragon looked very familiar, it it's pretty much been confirmed through the beginning of the show. Uh, so Dreamfire has three eggs taken <gasps> from her. Sorry. <laughs> and they turn out to be Daenerys's Yes, I knew it. <laughs> so, and I think they did a good job of making her look a lot like Danny's yeah. dragons. Um, yeah. Compared to the rest that we've seen. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, Vagar, yes. is it Vagar the big one? Yeah, Vagar's the big one. Vagar is so scary, but at the same time, in that one scene we'll talk oh about gosh. later, I wanted to oh. just cuddle and hug Vagar and. Oh. What a loving creature. Sorry, yeah, we no. can continue, but Vagar's my infant baby child. <laughs> I love Vagar. And so, yeah, we see that. He runs back. He tells his mom that they all were laughing at him. And he, she's like, you'll get your dragon soon. While we meet her daughter, who we did meet, I guess, as a little baby. She was, like, carrying her around as mm-hmm. a small child. Um, but Helena, <laughs> who's just going on and on about these bugs. It's <laughs> just like... So uninterested, sitting there. Oh yeah, that's great, dear. Like, but <laughs> um, we meet her for just a little bit, and then that comes back around because at a small council meeting. First off, why was Allison even at that? Small why was council? she there? I was. I she actually no wrote on the small council. <laughs> no, I wrote a note that was like, the queen usually isn't at a small council meeting. Like, that is not her role. And I wrote that down for you, and there we are. So, yeah. What yeah. the fuck? I, was, <laughs> or, sorry. I also was, like, shook. I was like, why is she even in here? Um, But, you know, she's going sparring back and forth with Rhaenyra. Like, they're having their little match. But then, Rhaenyra's like, wait. Okay, look. I'm sorry for all the strife that we've all been going through. I propose, obviously, I'm still the heir, the named heir to the throne. My son will take it after I do. Let's unite our houses and marry him to your daughter, Helena. And obviously, obviously, Viserys is all about it. He is so happy. He loves the idea. And she's like, look, and the next time that Cyrax 
you know, lays a clutch of eggs. We're going to make sure that Amon gets to, like, pick his egg to hatch. Uh, and, of course, Allison is like, uh, no. Uh- <laughs> yeah, that was such a good proposal on Rhaenyra's end. Like, that was genius. It also makes her look good. Like, even just from a yeah. political game, it makes Allison look worse and her look better. Yes, in that exact yes. moment. <laughs> 100%. And so then we hear, you know, Viserys. And this is where Viserys uh, is not being a king like he could, and, mm-hmm. and in my opinion, should. Mm-hmm. Because he's like, oh, it's a great deal. And then Allison is like, you can do whatever you want uh, when I'm dead and in the grave. Jesus and I'm like, Christ. actually, Viserys, you could do whatever you want right now. Yeah, because if you're you the say king. they're betrothed, they're betrothed. No matter what <laughs> Allison says. If you say they're getting married, it's just what's going to happen. So, yeah. uh, But he says nothing. And she, like, is tucking him in like he's a grandparent. No, literally. Like, she is so, like, demeaning towards him. <laughs> I mean, it was a lot this episode. I was like, what? <laughs> He's like, no blanket. And she throws it and literally like tucks it in on yeah. his side. <laughs> so oh like, my God. Okay, girl, you need to chill. <laughs> well, we also get this moment, obviously, before all this in the courtyard. The boys are sparring, and Kristen Cole, mm. the member of the Knights Guard, is like supposed to teach them. And very clearly, he's teaching two of them. And yeah. giving them lessons while the other two are just kind of there. So Harwin Strong, obviously. And it's like, look, they're making these insinuations, but anyone with eyeballs can see what you're doing, Kristen. Like, mm-hmm. uh, they don't even need to have an attachment to these boys to be like, uh, are you going to spend time with those other ones? Or like, what are you doing? <laughs> but he's like, look, are you going to, you need to just like help everyone. So he's like, fine. We'll have the two oldest boys fight, even though Aegon is like, twice the size yeah (laughs) and so they fight for a little bit they go back to the little corners for a sec and then christian cole is bullying a small child through Aegon, like hit him knock him down don't let him up i was like oh my god this man is out of control like somebody kill him we get close because then harwin (laughs) throws Aegon off and then is like just trying to ignore, trying to chill and settle down mm. when he gets goaded by Kristen Cole and then he beats Kristen's ass. <laughs> Which here's my thing. Number one, loved that moment. Slay, absolute slay. But what why was Kristen Cole allowed to beat what's right. his name to death at a wedding unprovoked and not get removed from the King's Guard? But, or not, whatever. Yeah. yeah. And then girly pop over here can't give him a few playful punches. Yeah. It's like without, they're both knights. They're both knights. It wasn't unprovoked and it wasn't they at a wedding. Field. And he didn't murder him. And it wasn't someone who was the future king consort's bestie. He also punched the king consort out. Like, yeah. he attacked him oh, at the my wedding. God. I was so mad. That's what I said, too. I was like, really? He got kicked out and, like, banished for that? When Kristen Cole murdered somebody in cold blood yeah. at the wedding? This is gonna sound misogynistic, and I promise it's not. But the way that... I mean, we've already... We've established Viserys isn't a good king. He's just, like, a good guy. Well, he's he's a homie, but he's not good at leading. 
the way that he is letting his little wife run around unchecked is so insane to me. She's running the show. And that makes me sound like a horrible person because, like, I don't mean it because she's a woman. I mean it because she's not, like, like if Rhaenyra's husband was running the show, I'd be saying the same thing because they are not the person in power. Like... You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it just no, pisses yeah. me off. Why is Miss well, Girly like he Pop? Did with Otto, like we were saying the same thing about Otto exactly. Hightower running the show. It's exactly. like whoever is around Viserys, which is why this sucks that uh, Laris decides he wants to be a kinslayer mm. later in the episode because, mm. like, an actual good hand who has been here to just give advice, to give good advice, to give good counsel, not running around here like scheming, um, yeah. is obviously now gone. So we've lost an actual hand of the king not like a puppet master mm-hmm. um like a very yeah. stark hand of the king yeah like he he runs it like ned he is a good hand and which is rare knew, and you know he god so he has that moment with his son because i mean everyone knows it is true it's uh, pretty obvious these are little white children with brunette hair um <laughs> They have no genes of either of the parents that have become evident. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so they all know, but he's like scared. I think. I think how he reacts to Harwin is somewhat scared for himself, for his kids, uh, for Harwin at least, for the grandkids, because it is like if they get if they admit it openly, they're all mm-hmm. going to be like screwed and potentially mm-hmm. killed. And so it's like, oh my god. Um, but I'm also like, oh, I wish you were a little bit more like Viserys and just like, nope, I won't hear any talk of it. No, no, no. Yeah. I don't see it. There, That's my grandchild. <laughs> I don't care. Bye. Like, <laughs> No, for real. Like, just pretend. Just pretend, baby. <laughs> but he tries to resign. And mm. thankfully, Viserys in that moment is like, no, I need to know why. And there's Alicent goading it on. Yes, we need explicit words on why you need to resign. And he's mm. like, fine. If I can't resign, can I at least escort my son back to Heron Hall so he can like become the uh, lord there? So they're off. Then we cut back on over to freaking Lena and Damon. She's giving birth to this baby that she's you know been ready to have this episode. Uh, another horrible birth, and we're getting yeah. like that same type of conversation between the Maester and Damon. We can cut her open, but she mm. won't live. And she kind of sees them and books it. She's like, you know what? No, we're not doing this. Yeah. So she goes and she finds her dragon, Vagar, in this set. Oh, it was just so well executed, actually, how they did this scene. I mm. I loved it. I thought it was it was so heartbreaking, but so well done. She like, mm-hmm. yells out Dracarys to Vagar, and it just kind of like the, she looks up at at Lena, and she <laughs> yells it again, like desperately, just trying to get her to to flame <laughs> Lena. Yeah, and Vagar responds like just looking at her and doing these like subtle like cries. Like, yeah, these... like he does not want to do it. <laughs> so sad, and Vagar won't do it at first, and then they have this moment where Lena looks up. And they like make eye contact. Like that's mm. when the connection hits for the dragon yeah. on yeah. how Lena is feeling and what what it is that she's feeling at that moment. And it's only then that Vagar 
listens to the Drakara's command and it kills Lena. And it just, it shows, I thought that was a really nice way to show the bond between Dragon Rider and Dragon. Um, to show that Dragons also can't be defiant. Like, she could have yeah. just not, not done it at all. And yeah. that's it. But it was their connection that mm-hmm. ultimately had her get away and do it. Oh, God. It was just such a such a sad but well done scene. Uh, how'd, you, how'd you feel? No, I was crying. I, like, legit started crying because... Um, like, I feel like as a viewer, sometimes it's easy to see the dragons as just these big, scary beasts. Um, and I know that Daenerys was like, these are my children, but it's still easy to forget that. And this is one of those moments where it's like that dragon loves her. It loves her and it did not want her to die. And like, and in obeying the command, though, that was its love as well. Yeah. Because it knew, it, it like, fig- it, I don't know if, like, it knew, knew, but it knew that this is what she needed. And she was begging. And, I mean, what a, what better way to go than, like, yeah. than that? Like, you know? It's so weird to say, like, dragon fire, because we always, we always think of it like this excruciating pain to burn alive or whatever. But... Like she said, I love that they set it up for her earlier too. Like, I want to die a dragon rider's death. I don't want to yeah. die like this. And in the books, you know, she's running toward Vagar. Like she gets up out of the bed and starts running and she wants to take like one last ride, but she dies like oh. on her run. She falls and dies. So I'm so glad that they changed her. Yeah. No. And like, no, I feel like it, it gave her power. Yeah. It, it, took the power out of the hands of the men that were going to decide for her, which I don't think Damon was going to choose the baby over her. It, it did not seem like that was something he was going to do, but I mean, who knows? Um, and I don't know. There's like you said, there's that connection between Ryder and dragon that like others don't understand. And I feel like that connection is how she wanted to go. I think it was perfect. I think that was a perfect change. Uh. And that just, then we had it, like, on the flip side, Allison over here. I'm surprised their dragons even hatched. And it's like, mm-hmm. girl, they are still Targaryens. Even right. if you know who their dad is, you know who their mom is, too. Sit down. Like, <laughs> <laughs> shut up and sit down. What do you know about a dragon, Allison? <laughs> Nothing. That's what you know. Um, but then we cut back over to this insane scene <laughs> of Aegon jacking off out oh the window oh my god i was like what the hell is he doing why is he in the window doing that right now that's literally so fucking funny like he's such a little brat <laughs> that's such a brat thing to do and i love that people point out like she comes in and she's not really phased she's just like what get down from there i have to talk to you like yeah. she doesn't really care that he's doing that out she's run this is what gets me she's been running around talking about decency needs to win meanwhile <laughs> the kids she's raising are up in here jacking off onto the crowds outside or whoever happens to walk by the red keep at the moment like what and oh, she just God. no problem with that but she like scolds him for and is like, look, I don't care. You can make fun of your brother in this household. But once we walk out there, we are a united front basically to him and tells him. So they do give it. OK, so I had mentioned to you before that the scene that she tells her dad, like, why would I raise a son to take his 
sister's birthright. They oh. do kind of give the the moment back to Aegon here. So she comes in and is like, look, you are the rightful king. And he's like, I don't want to be king. Like, Rhaenyra is going to be the queen. Yeah. And she's like, yeah. no, she's going to kill you if you threaten her. And he's like, then I just won't challenge. Like, I'm not going to yeah. challenge her for the, for the throne. <laughs> And she's like, no, everybody knows you will be king. <laughs> no, and it's like, in that moment, I thought that was so funny because, again, he's like, okay, then I won't challenge her. And she's like, no, she's going to kill you anyway. In what way has Rhaenyra been acting like she's going to kill her brother? Like, if she was going to do it, she would have done it, number one. Number two, she's offering your daughter her son's hand in marriage. Relax. Like... She's not doing it out of protection for her children like she says. She is doing it out of, like, a want for power and to be, like, queen consort. or She wants to be Cersei. Yeah. She wants to rule through her son once her husband dies. That's exactly what's going on. Except she's not quite as badass as Cersei. Because Cersei really wanted to rule herself. But she mm -hmm. was like, how can I rule? I don't know that Allison even wants to really be the ruler. I think she likes being this, like, little sneak background. Like, Cersei, we saw by the end of Game of Thrones, she's like, you know what, kids? If I have to lose you at this point, I don't know what to True. Say. I make like, a move. She just but, wants the Greens to be on the throne. Yeah, she just wants, like, <laughs> this weird... Because she still, I think, wants the patriarchy to succeed. That's the thing with her, too, is she wants the status quo there whereas someone mm -hmm. like Cersei or even Rhaenyra or Daenerys you know all these other women characters are like down with this stupid ass system yeah. so at least I respect Cersei in that way she's always been like anti-patriarchy true true very true <laughs> whereas Alicent eh, she seems very status quo to me and I think that's why people are like okay MAGA like women for Trump I don't know that's the vibes I get from Alicent <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was such a great scene of just Aegon and it kind of gives at least because he's such so bratty but at least in this first episode there's a couple moments of of like likability for Aegon just here yeah. and there where you're like ultimately he's a kid who is being manipulated by his mother um yeah. and Kristen just like Cole, her just like her she has passed <sighs> down that same thing and then she just kind of doubles down even worse but she has this scene with Lara Strong that I'm just like, oh my God, where she goes on and on about, you know, uh, my dad would be telling him what he needs to hear. And for once, Lara's actually says something coherent and is like, well, <laughs> your dad also would not be impartial in the matter. And she's like, no, but he would be on my side. And I was like, oh, there you go. There's your whole there mindset, you girl. That's yep. exactly what you are about. <laughs> Literally. But in all of this, she kind of lays the seeds where Laris goes down to the dungeons, mm. cuts out the tongues of these prisoners who are meant to be killed, and sends them to kill his own family. And when Harwin and the Hand of the King Strong both arrive in Hall, it's burned to the ground with them mm. inside. So the Hand is dead. Harwin Strong is now dead. And, uh, yeah, good job, Laris. How did you feel about all that? Made me sick to my stomach. <sighs> sick to my stomach. How fucking devastating. Those were two good men, and their, like, slimy little son and brother had to fuck it all up. He, It's not even like he killed his family and they were bad people that abused him. 
they were good men. He's just sucks. Like it just and blows shown, my mind. They've shown them being nothing but nice to him. Like they've yes. never shown them even being cold to him with his condition or anything. So it's yeah. like, okay, well, yeah. They and just so, yeah. Ugh. That made me him. devastated. I hate him. <laughs> I hate him so He's much. He's right there with Kristen and Allison and Otto. You're still on that list too. And then finally we kind of see Lenor um, is like, look, I want to get back to the seas. I'm up out of here. And Rainier is like, uh, no, you're not. <laughs> what? Like, uh, sir, please. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. I'm letting you live the life you want to live. I don't mind. But you are not leaving me, especially right now when all of our enemies are coming for me right now. Like, they yeah. are closing in on my ass. And they just sent out Harvey Strong. Like, uh, no, no, no. And ultimately, she's like, okay. I need to get out of here. We're going to Dragonstone. That's where we're headed to, which again is supposed to be the seat for the air. So yeah, it, it's yeah. a natural change for her to go there. I think they just wanted to save on budget for the first half of the season <laughs> by having her go so late. Um, but again, even when she kind of gets frustrated with Lainor, we see her come around again. Cause she's yeah. like, bring him along, bring your boy along. I don't care. Like, <laughs> We need as yeah. many swords as we can get. I'm still cool with the deal, even though my man was just murdered before my eyes. Uh, and so now they are off to Dragonstone. Yeah, I like Rhaenyra more every episode and her keeping her end of the bargain. And They truly love each other as cousin, husband, wives. Like, they love each other. They're family. And she... Letting his boyfriend come uh, just made her even better in my eyes. I don't know. She can be annoyed with him, but at the end of the day, like, mm -hmm. she's going to do what she thinks will make him happy. And just because she's suffering right now doesn't mean she wants others to suffer with her. And that is the main difference between her and Allison is Allison wants everyone to suffer if she is suffering. Um, and Rhaenyra is not like that. So I'm yeah. excited to see what happens next i hope someone becomes a nice step daddy and they get even more co-parenting in this little family but God, yeah uh, i mean debauchery will continue to ensue obviously <laughs> and allison see this is the allison i knew coming into the series <laughs> the allison we saw this episode was the allison i knew was was to be Ugh. coming um so all that groundwork they tried to lay, making her more sympathetic. I mean, oop, out the window. <laughs> out the window. I hate her. Hate Sorry, her girl. It's over for you. We felt bad for you for a hot minute. We could understand you for a little bit, but it's been 10 years and this is how you're behaving. And now you're roping children into this mess that you're doing. No, 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 no. We can't have this now, girl. <laughs> but we'll see where... Damon goes. We're gonna have Damon in his single dad era now. Um, ready? See, I'm ready. Uh, they did cut out a scene. Everybody was so upset of him, like hugging his daughters. Like they, they showed them just sitting up on that roof, but he like embraces them, and everyone's like, oh, "Why are they? Were they trying to make Damon look bad? Put that scene <laughs> in. Let people see him like hug his oh. daughters, so they can be nice to him for a little bit." God. Damn. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, so any final thoughts on episode number six? I forgot to say how much I hate Kristen Cole now. <laughs> I hate him. He can die. And I loved him before. <sighs> what a bitch. Um, 
anyway, I no other like, final you know thought. I kind of wish he would have. Like, look, I wish Harwin would have just killed him. I do too. Especially I if you're going to get exiled anyway. I wish he would have just kept beaten. <laughs> exactly. Like, why? He's acting like 19 year old Rhaenyra. M- m- well, okay, she wasn't in a position of power, yeah. but he was a willing participant participant and was ready to run away and marry her so why is he slut shaming her like mm-hmm. i just hate him i hate him like i love that people are calling him like the incel 101 like exactly he how is. men act like you're like oh run away with me i love you so much and when you say no to them they turn around and call you a spoiled c-word and all yeah. of this and they hate you with all of their being <laughs> yeah i think that he sucks i think alicent sucks um and i think that alicent's little strong boy sucks and go rainera that's my thoughts for the day (laughs) that's it (laughs) i think that's that's some good suffice like succinct suffice thoughts uh i agree well that was (laughs) our reaction review for episode six of house of the dragon we've got the old cast in now and uh, the drama is just gonna keep ramping up from here y'all so buckle in the the ride does not ease up (laughs) but mads do you want to let people know where they can find you yes um i am on twitter at at Mads Fairchild and on everything else at Maddie underscore Amadala. And I have a new podcast coming out very soon. Uh, you can find their social media at bad shit, bat shit pod on Twitter. I believe bat shit pod is the name. <laughs> um, yes. And it's a Batman podcast. So get ready, ladies. <laughs> oh, my. All right, and you can follow the podcast at Cinemania World on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find me at Chili Boy YT on Twitter, Chili Boy Productions on Instagram and YouTube. I'm also getting my reaction up a little bit late this week, too. So everything's <laughs> late, you know, it's all, it's all just late. But thank you all so much for listening and talking House of the Dragon with us. And we'll be back next week. Bye. Bye.